Hi everybody, welcome along to episode 5 of the What Do We Know podcast with myself Jay and beside me is Rob. How's it going? As always, don't forget you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts, which I'm sure you're aware of, otherwise how are you actually listening to us now? Absolutely. But sure, no harm in spreading the info around anyway. And also our social platforms, What Do We Know podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and we are going to be announcing the winner of the competition we were running on Facebook and Instagram to win a Premier League jersey of your your choice. We will be doing that at some stage, but we're not going to tell you when, so you'll have to listen to the whole episode. As it should be. Exactly. So we have a massive four games to review this weekend, thanks to COVID being a massive cock block, which wiped out six fixtures this weekend. But in saying that, the four games has not left us shy of plenty of talking points. Uh, plenty of talking points might be an exaggeration. We've we've a few, but most of it went as you'd expect. Uh, still plenty of decisions. Uh, dodgy decisions, I think, that would be... Yeah, fair enough. Brought up for, like I said, considering there was only four games. Yeah. Um, we, we, we could have had a 10-week, or 10-game weekend and be struggling for so a, a lot of talking points across some of the matches. Or I suppose if you're talking about dodgy dodgy decisions and talking points, the first game we're going to move on to is probably the the one that's going to stand out amongst the rest. Oh, the big one, yeah. The main points, of course, Spurs and Liverpool. Yeah. Didn't really go to plan for Liverpool. No. Um, obviously, they've been playing quite well. I think there was an element of, you could almost see, the fact that Spurs haven't played... In about two weeks, I think it was the 5th of December they last played. Bit of freshness. And they looked, yeah, they looked like they had a bit of freshness. Maybe not so much at the very start. They were probably a bit of the opposite, maybe lacked a bit of match fitness. But I think towards the end, it kind of showed a bit that, that they did have the, the bit of freshness. Whereas Liverpool have been playing pretty much twice a week, while Spurs were, weren't playing at all. Yeah, I think that was one of the best first halves in a while, to be honest. The, the, it was end-to-end. And... I know I was giving out with him a few weeks ago, but Kane and Son looked back. They were on top of it today, or this weekend. They were they were much, much better, much improved than what they have been. And Kane looked nearly back to a pace that's worth starting for again. He looked a bit more like he wanted to be there anyway. You yeah. did call it, I think. Um, probably would have been the last game we probably done where Spurs were actually playing. You did say he looked a bit like he was a bit more like himself. He was getting the chances, whereas before he wasn't even getting the chances. So there were signs of it coming. Yeah. And again, you kind of have to wonder: is he putting this on against the likes of Spurs? Sorry, against the likes of Liverpool to audition for a way out in January or in the summer. But look, as long as he's putting the performance in, you can't really pull him up on it. But you you just don't really think that a captain of a a top ten, if not top six side, should be acting that way. We've had a few. We'd have a few talking points with captains on either ends of the spectrum between Aubameyang, who we now know have lo- has lost the the captaincy, um, and then Kane, who was underperforming, Coleman, who made a silly decision. You're looking for your captain to be a role model, to be stand out on the pitch, to be that driving force when you're when things are going right. And Kane has not been up to now, and is starting to see, seems to be starting to get back into a stride a little bit. Well, speaking of of the whole captain thing, one thing that seemed quite clear in that game was that if you're England captain, you get away with an old bit of a leg breaker challenge. Attempted murder, basically, yeah. We'll dive straight I mean, in with that, I suppose, the the two uh, uh, 
tackles, but it was horrible. How it wasn't a red card, I just don't know. Like they, I, I heard that VAR have come out and clarified by saying that it wasn't a red because Robertson jumped. Yeah. So he's supposed to stand there and let his leg be broken. Him, yeah. Came. So he, he tried to <sighs> save himself from. Yeah. Possibly a career-ending leg break, even, and and that means he doesn't studs up above the ankle and out of control in the slide. No control That's whatsoever, that. and he could have seriously injured the player. And it's it's a booking because you're you're the the England captain. But if you're Scottish, you're fair game. It's yeah, it's it's actually crazy. Like even the fact that VAR obviously looked at it and thought, yeah, fair enough, yellow card, but they didn't get the ref to go to the touchline and look at it. But obviously they did that for the Robertson one. Uh, it's just and like Klopp said, he he'd no complaints about the the Robertson one because again that was a red card as well. Yeah. But how Keynes wasn't is is just beyond me. Keynes would have been a like I know there's not really degrees of a red card, but Keynes would have been a worse red card to me than Robertson. Robertson at least was on his feet and semi. And it was a rash. It was a kick out, but. He was semi in control. There was no studs up. He just kicked out. Yeah, he just kind of lost his cool a bit. Yeah, it wasn't. He's yeah. not gonna. He wasn't really in danger and the the player's health, if you, for want of a better word. But he wasn't. It wasn't a leg breaker type of challenge. Robertson's wasn't. So Robertson jumped and still stayed down after the tackle. If he hadn't yeah. jumped, he was in serious trouble. I think. And then Kane came out in his interview afterwards. He was. They they questioned. He's like, "Do you think you were lucky?" He's like. No, I got to got the ball. <laughs> Fuck off! How did you think you got the ball? Yeah, but like we said a couple of weeks ago, he said, "Oh, when people slow things down, it can look like anything." Yeah, it yeah. can. It still looked like a fucking horrible tackle. Jota went down at one point under a not a heavy tackle, but it kind of it looked looked like a bit of a shoulder in the back. Ali went down the other end under a tackle. Neither were given. That's consistency. You need to have that. You need to know where you stand with the ref. Yeah. But there was there was no consistency with that card. If if Robertson was red, Kane had to be red. There's just there's no way it's not a red. No, absolutely not. There's like they're even saying you know because it it was kind of early in the game that went in his favour. But like the, the the time that it happens shouldn't matter. Exactly. She didn't. Jared you know, get sent <laughs> off after thirty four seconds one game, yeah, game against United stage, a few yeah. years ago. It shouldn't matter if it's a red card. It's a red card. If it's a red card from tip off, it's a red card in the ninetieth minute. It doesn't matter. No, mad, mad decision. And then even uh, Klopp was coming out, obviously giving out about the, the ref. And rightly so, I, I actually would usually, if you hear that, you're like, oh, typical Klopp um, throwing his toys out of pram because he doesn't get his way, which does happen a lot. But this time, no, I think he, he was, was right. 100% in the right. There was obviously the, the Jota penalty claim as well, which, again, I think was a, a definite penalty as well. Yeah. So they were definitely hard done by in a lot of them decisions. Look, it wasn't a bad-tempered game. A few bad tackles, but you're going to get that in two attacking sides like that. I did notice that Liverpool were really, really bad at the back. They weren't as assured as usual. And I, I think Spurs cut them open a couple of times with a ball over the top. I was more than a couple of times. Well, yeah, I was being kind, but the ball over the top, just caught them out. like even just along the ground, it was it was on every single time. Ali got in a couple of times, squared it at one point to uh, was it Kane? They, yeah, Liverpool weren't as assured as they normally look at the back. Well, obviously they're they're without the main man, uh, Van Dijk anyway. But yeah, but yeah, no, they they definitely looked like they could be split open at, at any stage for. They were unlucky with the decisions that went against them, but on the other side of that, they were lucky with Spurs' poor finishing. 
because they, they could have gone one or two goals ahead and obviously Liverpool are still capable of coming back from that but if they kind of yeah. got the the two goal lead the, it could have been could have been no points for them as opposed to the draw yeah Ali had a, a chance early on I think that he just pushed wide of, the, of Alisson's post it could have put serious pressure on Liverpool for the rest of the game now I know look Liverpool are that type of team where you score four we'll score five kind of crack but they just weren't like you said this weekend they were torn apart by Spurs and Spurs could have had three or four probably now so could Liverpool like I said but Spurs could have had three or four dodgy old mistake by Alisson who's kind of obviously he's been great for Liverpool and, and kept them in it a lot um, over a lot of games but he, he's he, a few times now this season he's kind of come out and made some rash decisions and got away with it but the, like Phil a couple of weeks ago yeah um, and even Son kind of actually backed out of the the challenge and if Allison had kind of looked up he, he wouldn't have even had to slid he would have just yeah. been able to, to clear the ball but because he was just going hell for leather for the ball slides in yeah. basically passes to Son leaves an open goal for him yeah two look two sliding keepers might be a bit of a team this week because we'll have another one to talk about in a few games time but uh, this this game really Liverpool left it out there I think Spurs were far far better than they have been I think Conte's starting to get his um, philosophies across and get, get kind of through to players but one thing I noticed as well was Trent Alexander-Arnold again losing the ball an awful lot in defence this is the question yeah. you kind of pose is is it he's he's very good going forward. He's he had two or three shots and shoot some a half volley and a long range shot on his left in the first half that were absolute crackers of attempts. But does that outweigh his defensive ability if he's given the ball away twenty yards out from goal? Yeah, well at the moment it does because he got an assist for Robertson's goal and during the week scored an absolute cracker in the midweek games. But then gave the ball away for for. Yeah. No, for, I know. I'm just saying for, at the Spurs moment goals, it does so. outweigh it, um, and which is strange now, which we know with a lot of fullbacks they get judged on how good they are going forward as opposed to how they are defensively. Which if it should probably be the other way around. Or obviously, if you yeah. have someone that's good at both, then you're happy days. But it, it's one or the other. It's the same with the likes of Allison and, and Ederson, who are great with the ball at their feet. But do you do you concede shot stopping or positioning for a keeper who can? play a 30-yard pass to a lad's feet. I, I, like, you you have a primary job in your certain position, and I know you can be good at the other sides of it, but you, you kind of have to excel at, especially in the Premier League, you have to excel at your dedicated position more so than, and, and the attributes to it more so than any of that extra stuff. Now, I see, I do see your point. Um, but sure, look, I think that was... Liverpool might look, on back, look back on and think decent draw. They were down a few players away to... Spurs who have had a rest, you know, so. They were also lucky with the handball for the goal, so. Well, yeah, like last season that wouldn't have, wouldn't have been given, but they obviously, yeah. they've changed the rule now this season that um, it, it, if the handball isn't directly involved in the goal, um, an assist, I think, if you assist it with your hand, it would be disallowed, but because it wasn't a direct yeah. assist from the hand. But yeah, it, it was a bit of luck anyway, but it wasn't a deliver handball, so. Can't really complain too much. Good finish by Robertson. Oh, it was good. Good finish. Good ball in as yeah. well by Trent. But yeah, so I think we'll leave that there. We'll move on to... A bit of a mix-up. 
Uh, probably the only game though that has no real talking points but yeah like you said a bit of a mix up we're gonna throw this into a 60 second summary but we're gonna split it between myself and Rob for a laugh basically he's just upset that I keep going over so he's gonna do 20 seconds on the first half and I'm gonna do 40 on the second oh, is that, <laughs> you got there first so I was gonna say this, I'm just trying to make it sound nice but really it's because you keep messing up so I'm gonna try and make it a bit easier for you well, Jesus, if I go over on this, there's no hope for me. Yeah. You're taking so. the first half, I'm taking the second, yeah? Yeah, we'll, we'll go for it. See, this could be a disaster, but sure, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Right. Whenever you're ready. Okay, so Wolves, Chelsea, nil all. As we know, Chelsea on a bit of a bad run. have only won one out of their last five now. Wolves played Liverpool, City and Chelsea in their last four games, so tough for them. First half went as expected with Wolves defending and making things difficult for Chelsea. Wolves actually did have the ball in the back of the net after 15 minutes, but Daniel Poland's goal was ruled out by VAR. Jimenez was in an offside position in the build-up. rest of the half then was very stop-starty, and then Donker had a poor header that Mendy saved. Second half wasn't really much better. The heavy fog was the biggest talking point as far as I can see. Kante, Alonso and Pulisic brought a, came together, brought a good save out of Sa. About 78 minutes in, and then on just after the 90th minute, Azcapreta put a ball back into the box, and Kante had a an effort at goal. Cody blocked it. Most of the talking points came after the game, and Tuchel was given out about COVID, positive tests, travel, etc. Um, and as you said, a couple of weeks before, Wolves don't score, and they don't concede. I think we were spot on there. Yeah, no, not bad going. No. I don't think we'll do that again, though. No, no not thanks. Not bad going. No. <laughs> no, look, most of the talking points came afterwards with Tuchel's interview where he was saying about um, COVID tests and having to travel three hours in the bus and then Jorginho testing positive after having dinner together and then nobody else testing positive. So he's expecting more positive cases. Um, but look, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto that a bit more later. There's, there's a good bit to talk about on that with, with other clubs as well. So we might move on to our... We'll have a COVID section. Yeah. Might move on and have a chat about the Leeds Arsenal game. Yeah, poor Leeds. What a terrible run they're going on. Yeah, at the, at the bottom of the table, Norwich, Burnley, and Watford all have games in hand. Norwich have one game less played, they're six points behind. Burnley have three games less played, they're 11, sorry, they're five points behind. And Watford have uh, two games less played, and they're only three points behind. So if those games in hand come in to play, Leeds could find themselves in the bottom three and yeah. in, in a fight. The only thing I'd say is they have they've had a bad run of fixtures. We're playing teams that are towards the top of the league and also teams that are currently on top form, uh, and they've also got a shitload of injuries. Which I know you can't just make excuses. They're they're going to be in a bit of a battle now, but I think without them kind of things, they they'd be all right. But there there is something not. Something doesn't seem a hundred percent right at the club. Bielsa has who has been brilliant for them and is a good tactician. Seems very stubborn that he won't change his style when it's clearly not working with the current players that he has. He needs certain players back before he can play his usual style. I think, but yeah, it's tough. Do you think that maybe we've said before that Bielsa's style is very intense? They're they're. I think one of the the longest running or furthest running teams in the Premier League week to week. Do you think there's just a possibility of after a certain amount of time this 
these tactics, this strategy just leads to burnout on players and they're just not able to keep it up. Like two goals at least today leads were the, the orchestrators of their own demise really. They gave the ball away very cheaply yeah. and conceded from it. So, I mean, it, it, as a Premier League footballer and as a professional footballer even, it's stuff that you wouldn't expect to be seeing in Sunday League. You're giving the ball away cheaply and players are running at you and there's no tackles going in. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's a bit kind of like what happens when players almost give up uh, when they're or they're not playing for the manager. I don't know if that's actually happening because I know Bielsa is well respected amongst the players and and the fans, but it does have a bit of an element to, to that that they're they're just not putting in the work for them for the manager, especially not the work they they used to be putting in because they would. It was always, like we said, high intensity, but not just high intensity with the ball. They they would be high intensity to close down players. It's just it's just not happening, and they keep giving the ball away time after time. They actually conceded. There was eleven shots on target in the first half for Arsenal. And um, we're seeing a stat there that that's the first time that's happened in any Premier League game since the two thousand and three two thousand and four season. That that's unbelievable. It just shows how open they are, though. Like. We've said a couple of weeks ago that Arsenal, I think we said last week, they're quietly going about their business. They are. Yeah. They're up to fourth now, and I think they're good for it. Um, Martinelli, as we said last week, is showing up Saka again. Ramsdale is actually... I wasn't expecting him to fit in quite as well. I thought Leno would end up being number one for a bit longer than he ended up, than they ended up being. Yeah. But I think they're... Odegaard is starting to 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 shine. Smith Rowe again is is another young player who seems to be finding his feet at a good level. Um, yeah, they just they seem to be going from strength to strength. Uh, Martinelli has been brilliant the last couple of weeks. I think his first goal today was Arsenal's seven thousand goal. So, not not that that adds or, or takes away from Antonovic, but I think he he put up a tweet about it. Nice. Um, but he's he got two today. The second one, especially, he Zach is ball into him, and just split the Leeds defence in two, and he came in and chipped the ball over, and I noticed a bit of, is alliteration, Zaka, Laka, and Zaka all combining. Whatever, whatever the word is, that's just called a rhyme. Saka, Laka, and Zaka, <laughs> all came together to to lead into Martinelli's first goal. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was a good goal. Here it works; it all comes ah, together. Yeah. Well, like not not to move it to a, an old English lesson, but I think alliteration is repeated use of the same letter. So, sixty-second summary would be alliteration. Grand. Well, whatever it is, maybe it might just be Ryan, but Saka, Saka, Laka, and Jacka. Probably know more about fucking leaving certain English than they do about football. But sure, look. Yeah, no good goal. Martin, like, like you said, Martinelli looking very well. That's that second goal, little dinker, nice little finish. But yes, it's all kind of coming together for Arteta, who looked like it was going the opposite way for a while, and he was only going to be going yeah. out the door. Yeah, they looked in trouble. But even even the 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 third goal, um, after counting the the passes and how long it took last week, I just thought I'd give it another look from Ramsdale in his own box. Now, I can't count the passes because there was a pinball in the box, but it was 16 seconds from his pass to the, the ball hitting the back of the net. That's that's counter-attacking football there. Yeah. They flew up the wing. And it, see, it always seems to be that right wing. I know it was Tomiyasu rather than Saka involved early on this time, but Saka got involved, bit of pinball, and then a deflected shot put it away. 
Um, but then on their their fourth goal as well. Sorry, we'll go back to the penalty just in a sec. But from when they from when Leeds lost the ball, when Roberts lost the ball for Leeds, it was nine seconds from when they took the ball back yeah. to to score. And that's clean. They're they're yeah. they're on the verge of being clinical finishers. Like yeah, definitely. And sure, I know you don't really need to go back to the penalty. Rafinha got a penalty, scored it. Which yeah, the, Arsenal yeah. Were, were very good. And, and like you said, they're... Ben White's tackle was less of a card than Kane's, and he still got booked for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you know, that was the young lad Gelhart again. He didn't play during the week, so he's he's had a goal and and won a penalty in the two games he's contributed to in for yeah, Leeds and last. Good. So they need someone like him with Bamford out again. But Jed, and there was another. Talking point there in the, uh, speaking of red cards and bad tackles was Shaka's tackle on Rafinha again. I, I thought it was a, a red card. To, to this, we need we need consistency here. If there's an off there's an awful big difference between the likes of Shaka's and Kane's and Robertson's. You need to figure out what the Robertson. Sorry to put in, but Robertson's is actually the least likely to be a red card out of them three yeah. tackles, it's and he was the only one, one that got yeah, the red. So. Yeah, yeah. He seemed the most in control yeah. of of the three of them, and I just it it just seems that if now I know Jack is not English, but if you're on certain teams, you guess probably a bit more the rub of the green. I know we've said that with the the bounce of the ball and and scoring and stuff, but Robertson's, as you said, was was the least dangerous of the three and the only one to get a red. So. Either VAR or the FA have to step up and go, right, we need to figure this out because there's too much inconsistency. Nobody knows what's going on. And then we're ending up giving... Like, I know it was a second yellow, but Jimenez against City last week, I know that was a second yellow that led to a red, but how can that lead to a suspension when Kane's tackle doesn't, Xhaka's tackle doesn't? You know, it's it, it's madness. VAR isn't the problem. Like the the technology and all that is is brilliant. It's just the rules and the, the it's the implementation and, of it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. just. Yeah. I read a thing on Twitter that too many of the refs are friendly. They need to get in completely impartial third parties to do the VAR. Yeah, and them not to have a personal relationship with the ref and not want to go against their mate. And Jesus, I'm not showing him up on on telly and turning the, the decision he just made on on field against them. Do you know, yeah. they need to marry the, the 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 knowledge and the experience and the on field ability of the referee with the reviewability of VAR so that they can make the game better. At the minute I don't think it's making the game better. Oh, it's going it's it's going backwards after looking like they might have kinda of had some sort of stability to it, like but it's just like that, that can't even be a case if you're if you're kind of looking after your mate. You don't want to overrule him. Like obviously, I'm not a ref. You're not a ref, but I know I, I can't yeah. help but think if I was refing a game and I got a decision wrong, and then somebody was able to look at a replay and say to me and tell yeah, you, yeah, the right yeah actually you made a mistake there. Like, yeah. All right, well, I'd rather the the decision on the on the the pitch be the correct one as opposed to uh, anything else. So it, it shouldn't pals or anything like that shouldn't be coming into it yeah. at all. Like, that's that's the way I'd look at it too. I'd rather if again, as you said, we're not refs, but I'd rather if we were, if I was a ref and I made a bad decision on field, that someone was able to turn it around and tell me you made the bad decision, turn it around. People are going to remember you much in much better light, and you're going to be seen as a much better referee if you're willing to take criticism, even from something like VAR during the game, and be able to make a correct decision rather than pig headedness and yeah. stubbornness and whatever else it is, and making a wrong decision. 
and possibly like we said about the, the the suspensions and stuff but even something like the like we were saying last week with the offsides if a player runs offside is allowed to play on and gets injured where's the the sense in that you know players yeah. aren't going out there they're they're playing on the edge all, you're playing on last man's shoulder you're you're trying to get the 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 step on the last defender they're trying to push this but if if they end up getting injured from an offside position where say they scored and the call doesn't count it's a double negative for the team who've been who've been hit with it and it's yeah. it's just not right so var needs to i think anyway var needs to kind of have a look at have a sit down with refs and and management and whoever else is involved have a sit down look at it and go look you're not being told you're wrong you're being told that this is right you made a decision in the spur of the moment we have the ability here to look at it back and correct the decision made if it needs to be corrected. That's that's a, every ref knows that. Like that before VAR was in, was even in. That was always the case. Even when pundits were given out about a decision, they'd always kind of defend the ref and say, "Look, they're seeing it real time. We're seeing it back five, six times." So now they actually have the technology that the the ref, the refereeing team, all of them can see it back five or six times and get to the right decision. Yeah, here they're. And these aren't even like small mistakes. These red cards this weekend are like clear red cards. So <laughs> I don't see how they can't give them. Yeah, absolutely no consistency. I, I've I've a mark here for the city game as well. There's there's another um another situation where there's just yeah, no we're gonna move on to that, that game anyway before we go on too much of a rant about VAR. Yeah. But the the last game of the exhilarating four game weekend is Newcastle and City. Yeah, we've we've said the last couple of weeks Newcastle were a bit better going forward. They were without Shelby and Sim Maximan this week, who were two of their kind of link up players. They were they were involved in an awful lot of what they did. Now, having said that, Almiron and Joe Linton still made efforts at it today. Sorry, this weekend, but City were a class yeah. apart even without Seaman to get out of second gear they weren't well, good it's, it's but they were better than Newcastle when Newcastle gifting goals away again like that first goal they like gonna, yeah. they, they have to keep things tight uh-huh. was there a shout do you the think there was a shout from the keeper I don't know it was, it was, even if there even if there was I don't think Clark should be leaving the ball there he should be just clearing it like. it looked like Dubravka kind of took a step out now, Clark had his back to him, kind of, so I don't know he, if he could have seen him. And there must have been a shout if Clark left it. There's no way you're going to leave that in your six-yard box when you have the opportunity to head it clear. And then Diaz able to just nod it in from <laughs> two or three yards out. Yeah. Like, didn't didn't know what was happening, Diaz. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Just shocking defending. And, and when you're at the bottom of the table, you don't take them chances. You know, even if there is... Like, I know if, if there was a call, you... you you should leave it, but if there's any slight doubt, you just clear it. And it wasn't even an awkward clearance; it was there on his head. He just had to nod it out, and he yeah. ducked out of it. And so, but the the Cancelo goal in the twenty seventh minute was was very similar. He picked the ball up and ran ran what twenty five thirty yards. Nobody went near him. He yeah. ran he, at his own pace, took it on, and then two defenders kind of stuck a leg out when he took a shot. But it was by them by the time they they decided to do anything. Yeah, even he even cut in yeah. on his right foot to to take the shot. Even the cut in was yeah. too easy. There was no one close enough to him. Great strike, all the same. But yeah, great strike. But look, you can hit a strike like that when you're 15 yards of clear space all around you, and you've just walked into the 25 yeah. yard line. Like it was, they're they're improving. They are improving going forward. 
and they need that, but they they just need to be far, far better at the back. You, like we yeah. said, you need to set up the likes of how Sean Dyche has Burnley or teams that are lower down that are not really conceding. Like Lago with Wolves, they don't concede. No, they're not scoring, but they're not conceding and they will, I think, be safe enough eventually because we like that Chelsea game they played at the weekend, they were probably the better team going forward. They just didn't have the killer instinct. Wolves will, Wolves will definitely be safe. On like, get at, just like, from not conceding, do you I, know? Yeah, like I, I don't think, like you said, like they they will get them one nil wins here and there as well. But they like they're they're definitely safe wolves anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, you have to, as we've said last week, you have to get your defense sorted when you're when you're down that that end. Otherwise, yeah. you're going into get the games over. Like I know they're unlikely to beat City, but you go one nil down in five minutes, the game's over already. Yeah, against that kind of quality. Up. Yeah, like it's yeah. you know even like they gave themselves a chance during the week against. Liverpool kind of went the opposite way. They got the early goal, and then obviously, what happens when these top teams play? They have the whole game to kind of get back into it, and then obviously Liverpool did. But at least they gave very them. much like Ireland. Yeah, score early, hold on for dear life for the rest of the game. Doesn't always work out. Well, at least they gave themselves they gave themselves the chance last week. Yeah, you know maybe something to build on. They they got an early well, look, goal at, at two know, nil down. But, there was a an incident with Ederson that I yeah. just. I think it's Peno all day. It's he slid from about fifteen yards away. I don't know what what was going on, and and went through the man. Yeah, like went through Fraser. The, the only the only way it could I can even slightly justify it not being a Peno is the fact that Cancelo is the one that actually moved yeah. the ball away, and Fraser wasn't the one that was in control of the ball, but. Edison completely cleans him out, so it still should be a penalty. I, I get what you're saying, but that's that's then to say that Cancelo is not going to be tackled by Fraser. Fraser just running for the sake of it, which I don't think is the case either. Fraser could have got a boot in. Yeah. You wouldn't know what way. It could have gone backwards. Wilson could have been there. Uh, Hayden on the far wing. You could have had anyone coming in that had that could have gotten an effort on goal if Fraser had been allowed to continue chasing Cancelo into the corner. And it could have happened. Yeah. He got cleaned out, and I just don't understand how it's not a peno. No, I'm just saying, definitely peno in my eyes. And again, VAR look at it and no peno for whatever reason. The, yeah. the only thing I will say is, I know it's at two 0 and if Newcastle scored a peno, it's two one. They still weren't winning that game. They they weren't, <laughs> but they had they 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 need all the the lifelines they can get at the minute, and that would have been one. We're we're talking about how in the Liverpool Spurs game players went down very easy there was consistency they didn't give the the penalties in a couple of weeks ago we were talking about Danny Ings and Alisson took him down yeah and it wasn't given as a penalty yeah. when I think both of us think it should have been this again like fair enough he didn't have the ball but surely like Ronaldo didn't have the ball last week when he won the penalty he got dragged down he wasn't in control of the ball, didn't have the ball, the ball was over his head, but it was still yeah. a penalty because it was in the box and he was fouled. So where where is the consistency? Where is, where is the FA going to draw the line and go, no, we have to keep it this way, you have to do it that way? It's a shit show at the minute. They just pick rules and results of what of the tackles out with the hat at the minute, I think. Yeah, no, it's, there's no, there's no justifying it. There's It's going to have to come to maybe a, a meeting with the, the FA and the, the clubs to kind of get some sort of better ruling in place and better descriptions or definitions as to, to why the decision has gone a certain way because some of the like 
like the Robertson one, uh, yeah. the pain on Robertson, the way they're coming out, all oh, because he he lifted his leg, or it's like that's bullshit. Like, come on, yeah. <laughs> maybe even just come out and admit, okay, we got that one wrong. Yeah. You know, like this is, but they need to find structure. They need to figure out what's right and what's wrong. There isn't. There should. Well, look, there's always going to be a little bit of grey area, but it shouldn't be just solely down to the referee's discretion and the referee's interpretation of a rule. Because one referee can interpret it one way, another can interpret it a different way. And that's two teams, two well, four teams, two games, given completely different meanings of the same rule, possibly. Yeah. Well, it might come to a meeting, isn't it? Because Newcastle are going to make a complaint. About the officiating, yeah. They've, they announced that yeah. during the, uh, the last couple of days on the officiating of the last three games. Now, look, they're they're their own worst enemies. They're They're not set up well. It might take a little while longer for Eddie Howe to kind of get things organised. They are showing glimpses of what they're capable of and they are improving. But yeah. they're I, I the FA are, I think are gonna laugh at them. They're they've been outplayed and out and well beaten by no, teams who should be beating them. It's clutching that straws. the only thing is it might it might bring something to their attention that they know they have to look at, but it won't be anything to do with Newcastle's games in particular. It'll be just completely across the board. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's been mistakes made here um, and, and see if something happens with it. But sure, sure that's it, though, I suppose, on, on that game, really. City now building a small gap. Chelsea obviously dropping points. Yeah. So a title race is still, still open, but I wasn't expecting Chelsea to drop no, so that, points. No, that kind of leads us nicely um, on to the, the, chat, the short chat we're going to have about COVID because Thomas Tuchel came out after the game today and said... They only had four outfield subs and two goalkeepers available to to play to, to be on this in the squad today. They had a fairly strong lineup. He did, <laughs> in fairness, like yeah. But you're looking at that going, Grant. That's Chelsea. They should get away with it. You're looking at the Newcastle's, yeah. the Leeds, who are already seriously injury depleted, and you're going to them. Yeah, keep yourselves up now. You've got. You've got seven injuries and four COVID cases. You've three under twenty ones now that have to play because they've seen your experience. That that came out today actually that um the twenty teams met and decided that the Christmas games are gonna go ahead. That a minimum of thirteen outfield players and one goalkeeper would be enough yeah. to, to field a team. And if not, under twenty ones who have had senior experience have to be called up if available. Like if they've had the experience. It it's you're, you. Does that mean you could have the entire under twenty one team playing a Premier League game? I suppose the ones that have have made if all your under twenty ones have actually made an appearance in the league, they probably would make you do that. But yeah, it's and and very few teams are going to have that. Yeah, it's still very um, open to interpretation, isn't it? You know, they yeah, they're, they're still going to be games called off and under twenty ones players available to play but the game will still be called off so it's 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 going bad at the moment so like there are going to be games called off as we've seen already this weekend it's probably going to go on for another month or two and i don't think that the league well they've obviously voted they don't want it to stop but i don't think it's going to come to the point where they'll they'll have no choice but to stop it yeah there'll be a couple of games postponed Um, there's going to be a backlog yeah there will be a big backlog of fixtures now yeah, um, and very like even my fancy football this week. I think I had four players actually playing. Yeah, same. I didn't. I didn't even bother looking at it. Well, that's my excuse anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so see what happens. Have to wait yeah. and see. Um, 
Okay, so before we wrap up the episode, I suppose we do have to announce the winner of the competition there. We were running to win a Premier League jersey of your choice. So what I've done is I've put everyone's name there into a name generator wheel on Google. Uh, This is being recorded as well, so we will release the record of it. But I'm going to just... Get the wheel ready, and we're we're gonna start it off right now. Um, are, are you nervous, Rob? Well, no. Well, even if did I share it? Am I on there? Yeah, I can't win it. Doesn't matter. No, oh, yeah, I'm not oh, nervous. We, we we can't win we it. We shared so. it. I, I didn't. I didn't put our names in it yeah. because there'd be questions asked then. Yeah. No, go on. Although Let's bo- see. Both both our missus's names are in it. If yeah. They come out. Questions would be well, asked look, as well. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Look, it's a fix. But you look one. All right. Here we go. Best of luck. Oh, come on, Salama. And the winner is Andrew <laughs> Salama. That postage is going to be more than the jersey. He lives in Australia. <laughs> we'll, sort, we'll sort it out, Andrew Salama. Good man yourself. Well done, Andrew, and thanks for sharing. Fair play, top man. So, there you have it. I suppose that's it done. Um, done and dusted for episode five. Our last episode before Christmas. So, thanks again to everyone for all your support so far. Um, and we'd just like to wish all our listeners there a very happy Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sure we'll talk to you again about the Stevens Day games after Christmas. Exactly. And hopefully COVID doesn't ruin too many of them. But sure, look, we'll, we'll see how it goes. And we'll talk to you all next week. And as we always say, what, what do, do we, we know? know? Bye-bye. Happy Christmas. Good night.